Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. great for the pandemic and then i feel like they haven't made any actual positive changes well they made negative changes even if they made no changes i would have been okay with it but now you have to pay just for a one-on-one call no thanks yeah it was really weird and yeah i like i get it they need to make money but there was like no actual warning yeah because like i didn't get an email or anything and i have a zoom account yeah. Were we I can't remember if we were recording or if we were watching it. It's just like you watching. have five minutes left in your call. We were luckily watching, so we didn't have to uh worry about it too Stop much. Recording. Yeah. But Oh I was gosh. like, is there secretly a third person in this call? What's going on? Yeah, that's what happened. Because I thought that was the first time I tried on my iPad and I was like, Oh, it thinks there's another person and I was like no, there isn't another person. This is just... I, like, Googled it because I was confused. And it was like, oh, yeah, they're changing it on, like, the day before we were rec- we were watching. And I was like, neat. Yeah. Super fun. Neato, gang. Yeah. Well, I bet they lost a lot of people using Zoom. Probably or maybe not. Because a lot of businesses probably still use it. That's probably it, so why. Whatever. They probably yeah. were just like, oh, we can just get more money from, you know, s- small people. Rich people. They, they don't care about us. Little well, folks just trying to make a friend-based podcast. Well, they either, they either, this is speculation, obviously, but they either were like, oh, you know, we can just make more money from the people. But what probably happened is that they tried to edge out the businesses that were trying to get away with just using one-on-ones. Hmm. That's my guess. I don't work for Zoom. I do not know. But it's frustrating. But there are other options so that's where we're at like a lot of other options so but anyway today we're talking about the proud family movie and i want to preface something because it's been kind of weighing on me for the last like week or so since we watched it this movie is bad and i'm starting off with saying that because This movie is not bad because it's the Proud Family. This movie is bad because it really isn't the Proud Family in a lot of ways. I mean, I've mentioned that I don't like Oscar Proud, but that doesn't mean that I don't like any of the characters. I think Oscar is obnoxious, and I think that Penny's friends are mean to her, with the exception of- Yeah, they are. I didn't remember. I'm I'm sure they're like that in the show, too, but I'm like, I don't remember being this mean. They are in the show. And then Zoe is just annoying, but I'll talk about my feelings about Zoe later, but Penny is fine. Sugar Mama's great. The uncle is funny. The mom is fine. The babies are fine. But this whole plot line of this movie is terrible and ugly and there are songs forced into it and it feels like someone wrote this movie without ever watching the proud family and that's what's upsetting to me about this movie yeah well i did notice the movie came out in 2005 which is Mm -hmm. the same year as the kim possible movie right and the show came out between 2001 and 2002 so i don't know why there's such a big gap unless they only have the first couple seasons on disney plus but it said 2001 to 2002 at least I think it did. But if that's true, then there's 
three years between when the show ended and this movie came out. Then that's which is sad. Strange. Yeah, which makes you think no, the it aired, who made the show. It aired until 2005. Oh, okay. So this was a an end. What was I looking at? It aired from September 2001 to August 2005. Hmm. Maybe I was just looking at the first season. But it's like different people wrote the show and then the movie, which is also possible. Uh, but I remember liking the show, and I was kind of excited for the movie. I'm like, ah, I get to see all these characters that I haven't watched in so long. And even the beginning of the movie, I'm like, okay, like, it's a little weird, but I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, like, see where it goes. And, I'll and be then a- all these yeah. little, like, cashew things came out. They're peanuts. Peanuts. I I don't like them, whatever they are. One the of them, whole, their like name said, is the cashew. Is... Oh, okay. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But so you're not, way, you're entirely these little, wrong. like, peanut, like, head with... They're legs and ugly. Arms. I, They're ugh, so hard to look like at. Them. Yeah. And I think you, you brought this up at the beginning of the movie where the show, I'm pretty sure, was pretty, like, reality-based. Yeah. And it was just, like, their everyday lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, more I mean, or less. you didn't watch it, so I don't know why I'm asking you, but I'm, like, I'm pretty sure I, I did watch it, it that way. I watched it. I've talked about this a little bit. I've watched it. I, I did watch it when I was growing up. I didn't really like it, mostly for the reasons that I mentioned earlier, yeah. I thought that Oscar Proud was obnoxious. I thought that Penny's friends treated her really poorly, despite the fact that Penny is a very, very nice girl, and I don't understand why her friends were written so mean. And I watched it because it was at the time that I got home from school, but it always made me feel bad about myself. Um, not even about myself, but just, like, it made me feel bad for the characters. It made me feel bad for a lot of things. And I just, like, I didn't like feeling bad after already feeling bad after coming at home from school, so... <laughs> But I did like I always I always liked Sugar Mama and Oh, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always liked Orlando Brown's character, who I can't remember. I always want to call I want to call him Stanky, and I know that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I don't even know who that is who uh oh, we I mean we don't talk about Orlando Brown because he had some he did some bad things. Okay. <laughs> like most most I, say, I can't Disney even stars. think of who that is, so he's <laughs> sw- swinky. I can't remember freaking name the the kid with the, her like one guy friend oh right 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 okay Stink, spongy what is his name <laughs> i don't think i even Springy, wrote it ba, i wrote i'm looking it up Bobby. i just closed uh. the thing uh main cast nope that's just the family i wouldn't say that that's the main cast i would say that that's the family uh uh sticky Oh, Sticky, yeah. Sticky. I did like Sticky <laughs> growing up. I thought Sticky was a good character. But, yeah. So, I was looking at this movie and hoping to look back and look at it and go, oh, okay, so when I was younger, I didn't like it for, you know, these reasons because I was too young, yada, yada, yada. No, I didn't like it because the characters are mean to her and Oscar Proud is terrible. And I, I, here's the thing. I went into this movie excited because I saw that Tommy Davidson played Oscar Proud. And for those who don't know, Tommy Davidson was in the Scream team as the guy who was wearing the parachute. And he was also in Black Dynamite and he's been in a bunch of stuff. And I think he's great. I love him as a performer. His performance as Oscar Proud is not bad. Oscar Proud is just an obnoxious human being and a yeah. bad dad. <laughs> he's a bad dad. And Get I know ready his for point. the bad dad, rad dad. <laughs> oh yeah, he's gonna get, he's gonna, uh, he's not gonna get Terrible, horrible, no good, very bad dad, because he's not that yeah. bad, but like, he's a bad that, dad. Yeah, I mean, he was purposefully written to be this, like, yeah. 
overbearing. Like, doesn't let overbearing, doesn't let her do anything. Yeah. But it's just... Which, yeah. It's, it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to watch. But yeah. I didn't mind it as much, but I, like, I can get where it would get really annoying for a lot of people coming from that. Yeah. But maybe that's just because uh, it was better than my father growing up, so that's fine. Yeah. And there were... There were a lot of things in Oscar Proud's dad that, like, I see and saw in my own dad. So there's, like, it's all, like, the negative sides of my dad. But it's... So that that might play a part in it. But I just... He's just... Yeah. He's so annoying. (laughs) But going back to... I'll just talk about this now. I we're probably this is probably going to be a very short episode because this movie has issues, and b- neither Sarah nor I feel that it is representative of us to talk about it because we are not members of the community of people of color. We, you know, know that the Proud family is very, very important for yeah. that community, and I don't There's not a lot of representation, especially yeah. back in the early 2000s, the 90s. So I think it yeah. was an important show of the time. Absolutely, and it's exciting that it's coming back, and I will try and watch Louder and Prouder because I do mm-hmm. hope that they've made improvements to some of these characters. Oscar Proud can stay the same, I don't really care, but I do hope her friends have at least, they're not as mean to her. That's my I one hope. hope. So. Also, I do think the show is kind of ugly, and it's not, it's... <laughs> It's because the shape language of it is so weird. Her her friend that has, like, the ponytail on top of her head is so un- just uncomfortable. She looks like an onion, and it makes me really uncomfortable to look at. And she's got, like, her midriff is, midriff is showing, which is fine, but they, like, yeah. pooch her stomach out, and it's really weird. And then Zoe is a- terrible to look at, but I will talk about Zoe. So Zoe is her one white friend. And I think, watching this movie, I think that Zoe is actually kind of fascinating, because Zoe is a terrible character, (laughs) and she's annoying, and she has nothing to her. I remember not liking her when I was growing up. She's so obnoxious. I think she's important because so many white kids, especially white girls, only have Zoe to look at and go, she looks like me. And a lot of people of color, girls of color, watching other media at the time only may have had, like, one person in their movies or shows to watch. And they could have been like, oh my god, I hate this character. This is terrible. So I think it's actually very smart that Zoe yeah. was terrible because she's she is the reverse. Yeah, and I've never thought about it like that. That's that's good insight. Nice job. Don't congratulate me for that. It's this. It, it's the least I can do. Well, I know, but like I didn't even pick up on that. I only picked up on it with this watch. It's not like I was, you know, eight years old going, "Yes, Zoe is the representation <laughs> that we don't deserve." Correct. Yes. Good job, proud family creators. No, I was watching the movie this time, and I went, "Oh yeah," but also this movie was animated terribly. We just watched the Kim Possible movie, which looks really smooth, and it looks really movie-esque, and this looks like they had the budget of half of a show episode. Yeah. Like, it's so like, clunky. I was just, like, the show was animated better than this, Yes. Right? It had to. It's another one of those Even cases where I'm like, I'm trying to think back, like, was this what the show was like? But I'm pretty sure, like, the animation was different, like, the characters were animated different, but I remember... Liking it. A lot of things were animated kind of weird back in the 90s, early 2000s. So I just went along with it. But even if the movie itself, weird. 
even if this was the level that it was animated as a, an episode of TV, that's okay because it's an episode of TV and there are constraints. There was probably a lot behind the scenes for this movie that caused it to, you know, maybe have a lower budget or what have you. But holy cow. And also, it is an hour and 35 minutes. They could have cut this movie to like 115. Yep. And then they were also in the era of mixing in CG animation with... (laughs) Which is fine and helps the animators, but it was not well integrated. Yeah. And... There was at the beginning of the movie. Okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll get into that. Let's read the blurbs. So it's TVG. It's 2005. It's hour 35. It somehow has the distinction of being science fiction. I'll give it to it. Whatever. Family comedy animation. Sure. Whatever. Blurb. Instead of celebrating her sweet 16th birthday with her friends, Penny has to go on a boring vacation to Legume Island with her family. But it turns out the island is full of mysteries because the evil Dr. Carver has lured them there in hopes of stealing her father's secret formula. It's a long blurb. It's a long blurb. It's it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't over like it doesn't overdo no, it by that's, telling you the whole plot. That's so the that's skeletal fine. plot. Just, and yeah. that's fine. All of the filler of this episode is filler and is obnoxious. <laughs> And way too much, because it's an hour 35. It's so much. There's this whole subplot where Penny wants to be a backup dancer for this famous rapper that never really culminates in anything. It's only used as a plot device to make her and her father fight. Yeah. But it keeps coming back up. It's almost like a MacGuffin, but it's not. The MacGuffin of this movie is the secret formula, and it's just dumb. This movie has so many plot devices, it's ridiculous. Anyway. Okay, this might sound stupid, but what is a MacGuffin? Because I've never heard of that before. Um, a MacGuffin, hold on. Let me find the TV tropes definition, because it's going to be better than my, whatever I think of off the top of my head. Okay. Learning a new word today. MacGuffin, aka MacGuffin or MacGuffin, is a term for an object or element in a story that drives the plot but serves no further purpose. It won't pop, a- mm. pop up again until later, it won't explain the ending, and it won't do anything except possibly distract you while you try to figure out its significance. It usually takes the form of a mysterious artifact, package, or weapon that everyone in the story is chasing, though in some cases it won't even be shown. So, for example, some uh, um, examples of a MacGuffin are, like, the ring in Lord of the Rings, um, okay. there's, let me find another one. There's lists of of them. Uh, oh my god, there's so many. Um, yeah, I'll just get an example from The Fast and the Furious, definitely. Oh, the Sorcerer's <laughs> sure. Stone from The Sorcerer's Stone is a yeah. MacGuffin. Uh, <laughs> sorry, there's an example from Hot Tub Time Machine, which I think is really funny. There's the, what is it, the Tesseract or whatever from the Avengers. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's Milton Stapler from Office Space. (laughs) Oh, the the Heart of the Ocean from Titanic. Like, there's there's a lot of things. Usually artifacts, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, no, this secret formula is not a perfect example of a MacGuffin, but the thing is, it is the item that this is evil Dr. Carver is after and it serves no other purpose besides he wants to use it for nefarious uh, 
take over the world things, which he doesn't even do. Yeah. But, oh, let me see. Hold on. I want to see if the Proud Family movie is on TV Tropes. Okay. While you're doing that, I can read the short blurb, which is very short. It just says, Penny's boring family vacation becomes a mysterious island adventure. There's a lot of them. Which just makes me think of Land Before Time and the mysterious island. It does, yes. Better movie. <laughs> oh, substantially. Even though that one's not very good Dinosaurs. either. So that's five, I right? Li- I liked, yeah, I liked all of them through six and then after that. Nope. Five was the one that killed it for me. Four is really? like a perfect movie. I love the lone dinosaur from number six. I've four, never did you say four? One. Four is the best one. Oh, four is the best one. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying four is perfect. Yes, okay, good. Four is the best. Besides, okay, the first one, obviously. Yeah. Makes me Chopper sad every time, in... but it's the best. Yeah. What's the third one? Uh, The Time of the Great Giving? I always mix up two and three. I think two is Chomper. Yeah, and then three is the Great Giving. The the bugs are eating the leaves, and they have to go on a search for food. No, that's five. That's the fourth one. Is the one with the the tree leaves, the flower, the magic flower that heals the grandpa. Well, the grandpa is dying, and they need to heal him. Anyway, enough about the Land Before Time. So no, we need TV, a whole Land Before Time season. <laughs> on on TV tropes for the Adam, Adam's Family movie, I wish we were watching the Adam's <laughs> Halloween. Family. Halloween. I love it's Adam's Family up. and Adam's Family Values. I w- oh god, the, the one I would give to have watched those instead of this. Um, MacGuffin is on here, and it is Oscar's multiplying formula. Uh, let me before I go into more of these TV tropes because some of them are kind of dumb, but some of them are. Oh, interesting. But okay, anyway, so <laughs> I need to know. The the overarching story of this movie is that Penny Penny wants to get her driver's license, but she's really bad at driving. So the movie starts with her and her friends in this absolutely terrible CG car that is moving at like ten miles an hour, but they're like screaming, and the the even the driving instructor is like ah, and it's like the driving instructor has a break. Also, they're going 10 miles an hour. Uh, apparently, she doesn't have a break because they show her reaching her foot over to Penny's side. Which is dumb. Which it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure all driver's ed cars had the break they on do, the They do. They do, and also side, emergency right? break. Like, come yeah. on. But then, so Penny wants to sneak out and audition for this, to be this rapper's backup dancer. And then she goes, and then initially she doesn't make it, and then we learn that Sticky's cousin, and he's like, yeah, 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 you and your friends can be dancers. Oh, 15 cent. Oh, 15 cent, yeah, which is actually very funny. Um, And then Oscar Proud is like, no, 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 you can't be a backup dancer. And then she's like, I hate you, Dad. And then he gives her a present, but she won't open it. And then they all meet Dr. Carver, who Oscar, this is so convoluted, Oscar had already met at this inventor's meeting and dr carver learns that he has this multiplying formula and he's like i need that for my nefarious plans and so he takes them to their to this his island where you meet these gross peanut people well actually you don't meet them then you meet them because it's in the first scene of the movie where you meet dr carver and it makes no sense and it's very confusing so stupid but when they're there He's trying to get this formula off of Oscar, and then he makes these clones of the Proud family, and the clones all try and go back to find the formula back at the Proud house, except Penny and the Penny clone switch places, so Penny actually goes back to their house, 
And she learns that the formula is hidden in the necklace that her dad gave her for her birthday. And then she's like, oh, dad, I'll try and be friends, but it's the clone dad. And the clone dad learns he really likes hot dogs and wins a wrestling competition. (laughs) I don't know why I loved that whole bit with this movie, the hot dog part. Okay, that is, it's like the best part of the movie. It is the best part. I'm like, I love hot dogs and I think it's hilarious that hot dogs are everywhere in their house now. Yeah, so then Penny learns that they're clones and then she and her friends all go back to the island where the only way they can fight the peanut people, the scary little peanut people who are super ugly, is in a dance battle, which is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. It's so so creepy. And then it lasts for so long. And then white savior moment because Zoe's the one that ends up, you know, finishing them off with her killer dance moves that she pulled out of nowhere. So dumb. (laughs) And then to make a long story long, Dr. Carver, we learn, isn't actually Dr. Carver. It's Dr. Carver's Burt Peanut clone. And so the clone is evil. And so he gets the formula from Oscar and then he goes to fly to this like sports event to try and take over the world there and Penny and Oscar like wrestle him and then they get it and that's the end of the movie. Like it's so convoluted and weird and fantastical for a show that was so slice of life. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And that's like the longest description I've ever done. Because yeah. and I could we have gone longer because there was so much weird stuff going on in There's this movie. So many plot lines that nobody cares about. Yeah. I would have much rather just watched a movie about hey, this is Penny. She's going out for the dance team and she's interacting with her family and like I don't know something like the show just in a something movie like format. really like a deep dive into why Oscar and Penny are struggling and it could have been something along the lines of like. Oscar really doesn't want her to grow up and, like, all of that. And it's, like, I know that wouldn't be super interesting to kids, but this is bad. And this is offensive to think that kids like this movie. Yeah. And, like, I didn't... I Like, I, there was a... There was a part of me that thinks that I might have watched this as a kid, and Ethan came back while we were watching it, and he was like, oh, yeah, you're at the peanut people part. And I was like, you've seen yeah, this? We he was like during a song, and it was yeah. such a bad Oh, song. and the songs are so bad and so weird, and they're totally unnecessary, and I don't think they should have made this a musical. Yeah. But he was like, oh, yeah, I used to watch this all the time because they used to just show it constantly, which is weird. Which is funny because I've never seen it before, but I think... Probably because I usually watch the show on one Saturday morning, not right. on Disney Channel. Or, uh, yeah. Disney Channel. Toon, Toon Disney, Disney Channel, whatever. Yeah. Which is, it's especially so. weird, though, because this movie came out towards the end of their run. So they would have been showing it in syndication with a show that was in syndication. So it's, it's a thing. Anyway, I want to talk about these TV tropes. So first of all, there is, I'm not going to talk about all of them because that's ridiculous. Uh, TV tropes is a really fun website, though, if you ever want to just do a deep dive on it. But I'll talk about the ones that I think are the most interesting. So there's one called an animation bump, which means that the epilogue has much more fluid animation than the rest of the film, which this very much has because the epilogue of this movie is Sugar Mama and her dog turning giant and like basically fighting like Godzilla style. And it was like way better animation than the rest of the movie. Yeah. It was weird. And so like, I I didn't know that that was a trope, but... 
Actually, and then a tro- follow, you know, following up on that is that the attack, attack of the 50-foot whatever is also a trope, and that's Sugamama and Puff, her dog, turning into giants. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean, while watching it, I was like, what the heck are they trying to do here? <laughs> are they trying to set up for a sequel? But this is the end of the show. Let's see. Earn Your Happy Ending is a trope, and it says, over, after over 50 episodes of bittersweetness and depressing endings, all the characters got the happy ending that the show richly deserves. Penny gets some independence. Oscar and Sugar Mama gain respect for each other. I, no, that's not true. They don't really do that. Um, yeah. And the Gross Sisters gain respect for Penny, which I wouldn't say respect. I get. Yeah, and- I'd say it's better than during this is a the show stretch. i guess yeah, sure. if, yeah. <laughs> if this was their goal they failed um and then let's see a fan disservice so the idea of fan service is to basically show the fans quote unquote what they want which usually means the female body so a disservice is that we get to see sugar mama removing her bathrobe we obviously didn't <laughs> see anything but that's funny um let's see <laughs> psychopathic man child uh they have dr carver i would say that that's also oscar proud but a man child yeah probably just a man child isn't that psychopathic sociopathic maybe uh take over the world obviously a villain song well yep yeah <laughs> Unfortunately. Apparently there's a trope called You Say Tomato, which is actually the funniest part of the movie, which is Sticky and 15 15 Cent pronounced yacht as yatch. (laughs) Or yatched, actually. Which they brought back in the end. Who was he talking to on the phone? His cousin? No, he's talking to 15 Cent. Or in in person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, oh, about you. You'll never believe this about yatched. Yeah. And he's like, oh, about you yatched, 15 And then there's also a trope in here about how Penny, like, they all take off their clothes and they're wearing their dance outfit underneath and Penny removes her clothes, mm. like, eight times before she gets to her dance clothes, which was very funny. Yeah. But... Because typical animated show where they wear the same thing every episode. So yeah. it's just like, I can't get rid of this outfit. Yeah, which is very funny. But, yeah, so that, I mean, a lot of these tropes are kind of dumb, which is, like... Oh, sorry, I missed one that said took a level in, in badass, which is Zoe's character arc. Oh. <laughs> but there's there's also really dumb ones that are like, you are grounded and we can rule together and trademark favorite food and now we're never kiss and like all of those things. It's like a lot of these tropes are really like on the nose, but I am glad I am glad that I finally figured out what a MacGuffin is because I, I've known what I'm like, what a MacGuffin that it exists and I've never been able to actually put my finger on it and now after years I've finally been able to figure out thanks to this movie not really yay it's thanks well to I'm glad I, I asked read. because I just I just heard something that sounded like McMuffin and I was like super McMuffin. confused well there's also different types of a MacGuffin um hold on there's uh, accidentally broke the MacGuffin, artifact of attraction, artifact of doom, artifact of hope, clingy MacGuffin, demanding their head, dismantled MacGuffin, egg MacGuffin, which is a MacGuffin that is an egg, a fakin MacGuffin, egg McMuffin. <laughs> fatal MacGuffin, free sample plot coupon MacGuffin, going to see the elephant MacGuffin. I'm not going to read all of these because there's a lot of them, but I do a zillion dollar bill MacGuffin. 
I do think that I do think that if anyone is interested, they can just go to TV Tropes. And it's very fun. And then you can see the examples of stuff, which there's a lot. There's yeah, a reason they're tropes. Like it. For people, I, I realize now that we probably should not explain what a trope is. A trope is a plot device. It's not a plot device. It's, I'm literally looking at it that says, do not confuse a plot device. Uh, it's <laughs> a, it's a, element in a story that is used a lot and it doesn't necessarily have to be overused but things like a love triangle let's see what i'm gonna do a random one uh prison apparently (laughs) uh let me see if i can find another one like a magical accessory like uh hermione's time turner uh I don't know why I'm using a lot of Harry Potter ones. <laughs> like the bully, you know, like the old school bully is a trope. Like there's lots of tropes and they're not always bad. Oh, if the, used well. Oh, the geek to chic one like we just had in uh, Geek Charming. Yeah, that's a that's really tropey. And that one also has like the popular girl and the not so popular guy yeah. trope. So yeah, there are... There are a lot of tropes, and like I said, they're not always bad, and there are ways that people can use them not super formulaically, and they can be fresh. But this is not one of those times. Nope. Yeah. Um, there is a quote from the movie that I believe we used as the, we had you write down for the moral. Uh, was it, do it for the hot dogs? (laughs) Yeah. Because, uh, that's the moral, right? I mean, a bit. Yeah. I had something along the lines of love your family just the way they are. I can't remember if that was a quote. I'll just read you all the things I wrote down. I mean, I think Um, that's probably what it is. Yeah. (laughs) 16 is mature enough to make decisions. That's another joke one, but funny. Uh, Together makes it better. That's from the last song. Together makes it better. Something about how friends are your family. They brought that up, too. That's really yeah. all I've got. So I'm guessing the quote was probably love your family just the way they are. Yeah, probably. I don't think they said that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, there were other quotes I wrote down, such as uh, daughter's dressed like a wholesome teenager. I don't know how they got away with that line. <laughs> uh, the same way that they definitely said bitch, but said it was something else. Oh, it's because the mom, the mom. I can't okay, remember so what she mom, said, but. No, the clone mom learns to speak street for some reason. And it does sound like she says bitch. But she says. I can't says, remember what she, her actual line was, but I remember she's. We were both looking at each other like, did she just say bitch? It really did sound like it. If like, I didn't have captions on, I probably would have thought so. Yeah. But I do think the moral of this movie is accept your family f- for all their flaws. Yeah. What is there is a which... trope. There is a trope which is called uh I think Ace Aesop. Like Aesop's an, an Aesop, which is appreciate your flawed but loving family members. I wonder yeah. if most of these Disney Channel original movies have an Aesop, which is an Aesop's fable, which a lot of morals come from. Yeah. I'm pretty sure back when he first started this podcast, I would like pull up Aesop's fables and 
the morals from those. Well, when we're done with the show, we can go compare it to TV tropes and then we can edit TV tropes <laughs> with our own thoughts. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but I think appreciate your flawed but loving family members is probably true. I wouldn't say that Oscar is terribly loving, but whatever. Yeah. I um, think that's as close as we're going to get. Yeah. <sighs> What was our moral for the Even Stevens? Movie? That's what I was. That's the same like up. vacation. It's very family similar. coral vibe. It's Family's such a similar movie. Yeah. Blood or not? Yeah, that's similar. How much? How, what did we rank that at? Um, moral. I gave it a seven seven five, and you gave it a seven five. That's higher than I remember. That's really high. Um, it's definitely but not also, as good as that. What did we rank? Um, our other family vacation movie was it of Waverly, Waverly Place. <laughs> seven and a seven two five. Okay, this is also not at that level. Uh, Christmas again. Christmas isn't always about tradition; it's about spending time with your family. At a six point five. Even if you're not putting a star on the tree, it's still Christmas. If you're with your family, is good luck, Charlie. That is six five. Not the ultimate Christmas present. Uh, Twas the night, the best gift at Christmas doesn't come at a price. It's being with family, whether you're naughty or nice. That, we have it at a 3.5 and a 3.75. I don't think it's that low. No, as I say, I think that's closer, but I'm not going to rank that this one that low. No. This was kind of like just a mid one for me, like a five. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to go a little above or below that. No, I'm trying to see what else has the same feeling. No. I guess motocross, actually, because it's don't give up on your dreams no matter what everyone thinks. Anyone thinks. For me, I have that at a four. You have it at a three, seven, five, so you have that at the same. Okay. Uh. Twitches, I have love is the light to defeat the darkness, and that's at a four. Adventures of Babysitting, I have it at a 425, and that's, uh, there are moments in life where you just have to take a risk and go for it. That feels better. Where do I have it at a 45, I guess? Do I have anything? I have to. Yeah, I have Camp Rock 2. It doesn't matter if you win as long as you gave it your all. That's at a 45? Mm-hmm. And Rip Girls, Get Out of Your Comfort Zone. Yeah. I think Ooh, a four or five sweet is... sweet life. No. Sweet life, I have it a four or five. Walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Nah, I'm feeling a four two five. I don't think it's quite as good as, as Rip Girls. <laughs> Rip Girls, I actually, like, understand why they wrote the plot to be what it is to have that moral. This one, I'm like, this is the plot you took so that we could see the family get along for once? Yeah. You know what? I have our good old trusted first decom we watched, You Lucky Dog, at Be Tolerant of Differences at a four. I might just put this at a four. Do it. It's a four. Sure. This movie holds up like crap. I'm not even going to add any, any I segue. Could, I wish we could rank like the, the show separate from the movie, because I feel bad. 
I liked this show. <laughs> we are we are ranking this movie separately than, we are. than the I've show. Just, like because... I wish that we had the knowledge of all the seasons of the show to rank that right now, but well, I know we don't. Besides that, this movie doesn't hold up because it does a disservice to the show. That's true. So Good that's point. a big reason why it holds up like crap. If it was a if it was a good movie and the show was crap, good for the movie. Because the movie is much more approachable because it's shorter than the entire show. Yeah. You know what other show I liked but the movie was crap? Sweet Life movie. Oh, I didn't like the show for that. But I feel like I didn't dislike that movie as much compared to the show as this one disappointed me. So I don't know if I want to factor that into my personal grading or my test of time, though. Um, Pratt Twitches 2 at a 3.25, which didn't have a movie attached to it. The Even Stevens movie, I have a 5.75, so I at least want it lower than that. Yeah, I at least want it lower than Sweet Life, probably, and that's at a 4.5 for me. Maybe I'll just do another 4, just to match my moral. What do I have at a 4? Ah, I know what I'll put it at. I'm going to put it at a 4 as well, because... I'm going to match it with my Kim Possible movie score because Mm. that did a disservice to the show. But this show is, is, is still fine. So, and not the Kim Possible animated movie, the Kim Possible 2019 movie. Right, right. Also, apparently my coworker knows the woman who played Shigo and I told her, I was like, she's the best part of that movie by far. Yeah, definitely. Good for her. (laughs) She is a very good Shigo. Do I not have any fours in test of time? Give me a four. Do I have any three seven fives? Just, 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 just to see. There are four two fives. Just to see if I want to push it up or down at all. My nose is whistling. Well, I'm not breathing well because I'm sitting in an absolutely terrible position. I'm like really hunched in on myself as I'm looking at my phone. So don't be like me, kids. I had the Cheetah Girls at a 4.5, and it definitely doesn't hold up as good as them. I had Hounded at a 3.5. Ooh. Uh, I th- yeah, I think I'm just going to stick with a 4. Oh, I had Get a Clue at a 3.75. Uh, Minutemen at a 4. I do think that Get a Clue holds up better than this. A good old F movie. I'm going to actually give this a 3.5, because that's what I gave Hounded, and I saw that, and I was like, yeah... Not a, not a, yeah, three, five. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I was more generous to the 2019 Kim Possible. I gave it a 4.5 for test of time. You sure were. Uh. <laughs> Ooh, wee, personal grading. Uh. <sighs> this movie's really bad. Christmas again at a D. Girl versus Monster at a D. I don't think it's a D minus minus. No. It's not that bad. It's not offensive. Yeah, it's not offensive. It's just. It's just bad. It's just really hard to watch. Characters. <sighs> yeah, it's. I think it's D level. Life is rough. That's a D. I have a lucky dog at a you D. Said hounded. It's not as oh no, it's pretty bad. It's looking at like Xenon Z three, I have it an eight. D minus. It's just offensive to the show. 
Return to Halloween Town. I have it on 11. What's the ranking level? 14. I kind of want to just give it a D minus 14. I think it's really bad. And it's offensive to the Proud family as a show. That's true. I was going to give it the lowest D out of 15. Then just do that. But but, uh, I think it makes sense with your... I liked the show, so... No, but with your rankings and stuff, with your rankings and differentiation, if you feel it's lowest D, then give it a low D. I just see what else I've got it. Uh, Xenon Z3. Okay, what do I have at D minus? Dadnapped, Frenemies. It's not as bad as those two. No. Frenemies I have at a an 11. That is so high. And Dadnapped is a 12. Yeah, so your D minuses are substantially higher than mine are. Mine are at like a yeah. 5 and an 8. <laughs> That's true. I don't think I have any 14s. Yeah, because I've got Z3 at an 8, Frenemies at a 5, Return to Halloween Town at an 11, which is so generous of me. Uh, Sharpay at a 13. True Confessions at a 5. I was on the same level for that one with you as at a 5 as well. I But yeah, I guess wanna... my scale is typically a little more generous. I should just, I'll give it the lowest D. I'm not For now, because that's one that we do change at the end of the I'm not going to give it the highest D+. Plus. I am going to give it a point lower than Sharpe. Because <laughs> I do think what, that I would watch Sharpe Sharpe first. At? 13, so I'm going to put it at a 12. So above Return at? to Halloween Town, below Sharpe. It's still really high for a D-, minus, but I was looking at Sharpe and I was like, I would watch Sharpe before I watched this. Even with yeah. the puppy love scene, which is hysterical. Why do I have Sharpay at? No, I'm just curious. You have it at a D, I'm pretty sure. Okay. You have it higher than me overall. I was just really bored. And that's what I'm giving this. Yeah, you had it at a D. You had it at the lowest D. It can be the same. Sure. Yeah, I think having them at the same is fine. I was just like, I don't want to put it higher. I I don't. After you said that, I'm like, I can't give this movie higher than that one. At the same level, that's fine, though. Yeah, I think that's safe. Well, we talked for longer than I was expecting, mostly because I talked about TV tropes for the majority of it, and that's fine. Again, saying this movie is bad feels bad. Yeah. We don't like doing it. (laughs) But they had potential, and they, based on their show, and they didn't use it to that potential, so we gotta be honest. We gotta be raw, uncut, and nutty, as 15 Cent would say. Ugh. I hated that. <laughs> that is so, that's an innuendo. That there is no there way were, that is not an yeah. innuendo. There were a couple questionable moments during this movie. I was like, "Ooh, kids there were a lot of this, adult but moments. adults sure did." Which is fun, but the the ones they picked were said by easy. like a sixteen year old yeah. to another to a fifteen year old. No thanks. Well. Uh, after watching this movie, my mission for myself was to eat hot dogs, because this whole second half, whenever they showed hot dogs, I just wanted hot dogs. Yeah. That's a really good one. I can't eat hot dogs. I can eat fake hot dogs, which I do like. Actually, fake fake brats are even better. But they don't sell those out here, because they're brats in California. I was going to say that's surprising, but then I remembered brats are like a Wisconsin thing. They're super, super... (laughs) 
Germanic, so... Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, oh, they have lots of vegan, vegetarian options for meat in California. They probably brats, are I brats, guess. but... Well, in, in Madison, they have Bratfest, so... I've ta- yeah. We've talked about this before, but... Um, <laughs> so, my... yeah, eat a brat, a hot dog, or Some the equivalent. vegan, vegetarian option for yeah. that. My decommission... I'm doing the serious one. My decommission is either watch a few episodes of the original Proud Family or Louder and Prouder or watch a piece of uh, black cinema. So there are some really, really great options, obviously. I, If you are an adult, I recommend watching <laughs> Black Dynamite. First of all, Tommy Davidson is in it, as I mentioned, and he's great. And it's hysterical. It's a sat- it's a piece of satire and a parody of uh, black exploitation films. So it's, you know, making kind of making fun and poking fun at some of the low quality aspects of it. Like there's a part where they like purposefully have a boom mic show. It's very, very funny. Performances are stellar. Um, let's see. Uh, I was going to ask if, have you seen Nope or do you have any interest in seeing nope? I do have interest in seeing it. I have not seen it yet. It takes a lot okay. for me to go to the cinema right now. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen it. I've heard it's good up until the end and people are disappointed with like how they did the end of it I've so i was gonna heard... see if if you've seen it or have heard anything i've heard but most I, people I'll really like it. it i heard a couple of my coworkers said that it's their favorite of jordan peele's movies okay. i was not thrilled by us i thought it was a little bit too like typical horror as opposed to yeah. the more psychological I mean, thriller yeah of Get and Out. i liked it but i love horror yeah i just i didn't think the characters had as much depth yeah i will say i didn't rewatch that one, whereas Get Out I did rewatch. Mm-hmm. I think the rewatchability on us isn't as high for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, I am very yeah, interested. No, I, I will watch love... any Jordan Peele movie, so I will still yeah. watch it. But I was curious if you'd heard anything. Yeah, I have. I've heard. I do want to see it. It's more just that I just don't want to go to the theater. Um, I also will see almost anything that Kiki Palmer is in. I love Kiki Palmer, yeah. which she's in Louder and Prouder. So there's also that. Watch hey. a Kiki Palmer movie. There we go. Done. Yeah. Watch so either you can go see Nope. You can have we yeah, you can't three. say anything because we haven't seen it personally, but go see it. Your options are: you watch episodes of The Proud <laughs> Family, you or, or Louder and Prouder. You watch uh, a a classic piece of of black cinema, or you watch a Kiki Palmer movie, which could include Nope, or Keela yeah. and the Bee, or Jump In. There's a lot of options. I was gonna say Jump In. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go to the theater and see Nope and get a hot dog. That's what well, I'm you can get do. a hot dog at the theater. I forgot. Heck yeah. All or right. maybe they'll show it at the drive-in. Oh, that would be, that'd be cool. I wonder what they would pair with it. Cause you know what? I'm we, guessing they're going to show it, so I'm going to look yeah. and see if it's on there. Hold on. When Sarah and I went to the drive-in one time, we went a couple times, but when we went one time, they were showing We Are the Millers and The Conjuring, and they did it in that order, which I'm like, do it the other way. Because showing the horror movie first, and then... Being able to have this terrible comedy after gives you a little bit of a palate cleanser before you have to yeah. leave and drive in the dark. I'm guessing they did it because a lot of people wouldn't want to see The Conjuring if they don't like horror movies, so they were just going for the first one. But people shouldn't... I feel like people would be able to come late, though. They can. It's just hard to judge, like, when to show up. But I feel like anytime they do, like, a comedy and horror, they always end with the horror movie. <sighs> I feel like they should just eh. give up. They should just, they should, for movies like that, they should just 
first of all, don't put a horror and a comedy together, in my opinion. Second of all, just make them separate enough so that there is, like, you can come and see both if you come to see the first one at this time, or you can just come to see the horror movie at this time. I mean, we went to go see The Conjuring, because I was actually interested in The Conjuring. Yeah. Um, seeing it outside, very scary. But the We Are the Millers <laughs> yeah. was so awful that I was just like, I am so upset that I wasted two whatever yeah, hours of my I life. forgot we saw those two there. <laughs> I did find... Okay, so they are going to be showing Nope, and they're not pairing it with a comedy. They're doing a double horror movie. They're pl- pairing it with Black Phone. Oh, that makes sense. Which I also kind of wanted to see, so... I'll probably be going. What September it? 9th, 10th, and 16th, and 17th. That's far away. Well, if you like it, you can see it again. True. So I'll probably see Nope and have a hot dog in September. So that won't be mine for the weekend. Well, anymore. I mean, this is airing I'll watch in like else. two weeks. So it's fine. It won't be that. It'll only be a month away at that point. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Good point. <laughs> Yay. All right. Okay. Well, next up, we have uh, the Phineas and Ferb movie. And that's exciting because I really like Phineas and Ferb. So I'm, I'm, I have. I just, uh, I just remember going to, what was it, 2012 or 2013, going to Disney World with you and like everything was Phineas and Ferb themed. That, that it wasn't everything they had, was Phineas and Ferb themed. They only had Phineas and Ferb in Hollywood Studios and then in Epcot they had Perry's Secret Adventure, which used to be yeah. a impossible thing. Yeah. I was to say, when watching that movie, hearing her. Her pager, her beeper. I'm like, mm-hmm. all I could think of was being at Epcot and hearing those phones going off. But yeah, I remember they had Perry everywhere in Hollywood Studios when we went that one year. He wasn't in Hollywood Studios. He was in Epcot. The phone thing was in Epcot. It no, like... not the phone thing. Just like stuffed animals. Oh, there were Perry. Oh, I thought you meant like Perry things. I'm like, because they never had no. like a costume <laughs> character or anything. But we did see Phineas and Ferb. Uh, it was 2012 and 2013 because we saw them outside in 2012 and then they were like in this theater in 2013 and we took the same photo because I was like finger gunning the camera. I love that photo. <laughs> um, what's interesting about Phineas and Ferb, and I'll talk about this more next week, but there are multiple Phineas and Ferb movies. One of them came out like a year ago, but it was a Disney Plus original. Um, I just scratched my mic, sorry. Uh, but there's also a Marvel special, a Star Wars special, something called what? Take Two, what? Phineas and Ferb. Phineas really? and Ferb was really popular, and it's very funny, and I love Phineas and Ferb, and it's got good music, and I don't care what anyone says, but we are going to be watching Phineas and Ferb, the movie Across the Second Dimension. That's the one that we were watching. The decom, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we will see you for that one, and that one only next week. So yes. we will see you then. Bye. Bye.